Bird. Recording <clears throat> waves. I'm also recording. Do I have waves? waves? Uh, wait, that's two. I've got yeah. waves. You got a surfing Hell safari yeah. over there? I've got waves. Oh, yeah. Okay. A surfing safari. Yep. The red bar on my garage band is currently bowling for soup. Ooh. That didn't make any sense. Never mind. Uh, Go along, Danny. Do your... I don't know any Bowling for Soup songs <clears throat> except for the Phineas and Ferb theme song. Maybe you can ask a fan of the show to make you a f- Bowling for Soup yeah. list. Hey, anybody out there, if you're a Bowling for Soup fan, uh, I will happily take a five-song Bowling for Soup playlist, but you must include the Phineas and Ferb theme because that song rules. <laughs> Welcome to Five Songs or Less. I'm back with Nate. Hey. Long Beach Nate. That's me. Wait, That's I have not. I have not long like I don't know. Long Beach Dub Nate is actually <laughs> what my nickname is. <laughs> the Long Beach Dub Respect. Nate stars. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh what's up, Nate? Not a whole lot, Danny. It's been a um, minute. <clears throat> we last spoke a couple weeks ago, I think. I have the cough for this episode, so I apologize to you. But I don't know. Not much has been going on. I did go to Long Beach a number of times uh, to visit family. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm in Sacramento right now, so that's probably what's going on. Not You aren't, though, interestingly. Technically, no. I'm in Sacramento County. Yeah. I I still say I'm from Sacramento. Like, when you go to to hardcore shows and pick up change and people are like, whoa, there's Sacramento Danny throwing down. That's right. That's right. Kind of a fucking lie now, though. It is. I gotta change my name to RCD, Rancho Cordova Danny. Dancho Cordo Danny. (laughs) Rancho Cordani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That works. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm okay. Thanks for asking. It's a bit. It's a bit uh, hot. I have a complicated relationship with the heat here. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, I like it. I prefer it over cold and rain and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. But I also prefer to ride a bicycle, so... Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I just got sweaty ass all the time. That makes it challenging. Mm-hmm. Sliding right off that bike seat. With that sweaty... Gross. Gross. <laughs> how how in the hell are you, though, Danny? Like, I feel like... I feel like I haven't seen you in a long time. I'm fucking great because we have two new, adorable, amazing cats that I've already talked about on the pod. But if you didn't listen to the Muncie Girls episode, everybody... Get your shit together, go listen to the Muncie Girls episode, and then come back and listen to me talk about my cat some more. Um, hell yeah. So wait, do you have any updates, like cat updates? Hmm. Not really. They're they're adorable. They they instantly adapted to the family. They're totally fine with the kids. Lassa freaking treats them like stuffed animals sometimes, and I have mm-hmm. to be like, Lassa. You can't throw jinx. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But uh, those kids just absolutely fucking love them. The, it took, because they're from different litters, the cats. One is a little bit younger. So don't tell anybody. I'm telling at least 20 or 30 people right now. Uh, but they told us to keep keep them separated like that Offspring song for at least 10 days. You got to keep them separated. <laughs> Hell yeah. For at for least 10, 10 days. days. Uh, we didn't even make it 10 hours. Uh, what we, is the reason they gave? I don't understand. Because they're from separate litters, and if one of them gets sick, uh, they're not. They don't necessarily have the same immune system stuff, and blah blah blah. I don't know. But uh, within like two hours of being home, because we were going to keep Gertie in the office here because she's so small and timid and stuff like that. Um, and Jinx is the exact opposite. Like he's rambunctious and all over the place. But Amanda was like. No, it's going to be fine. And then I came back out. I came back here to let Gertie out and the kids had already done it. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> the, first of all, you're raising kids who just won't follow the rules, which is good because the rules were meant to be broken. That's exactly. Tight. Exactly. And they're obviously cat lovers, which mm-hmm. makes for a more passionate, compassionate human. I think yes. that's great, right? So yes. This all bodes well for you. Mm-hmm. Um, are the cats... Um, are you following the litter box regulations that the internet tells you, which is the number of litter boxes is matches the number of cats plus one. So do you have uh, three? No, litter boxes? we have two litter boxes, which is more than we've ever had before. Yeah. We always just had one. And then Amanda listened to an episode of the podcast ologies when they had a cat expert on and said that you need to have at least two litter boxes. Ologies? Ologies, yeah, like biology, um, you know, other sciences. Wait, can you name one other science? (laughs) Chemology? Okay. Meteorology? I'm looking at their website and they have dipterology, gorillaology, conot... Wait, can you tell me what this one is just by guessing? Okay. Conotoxinology. Conotoxinology. Cono maybe has something to do with coffee. Uh-huh. Uh, coffee poisoning. Why coffee and Kono? Because, oh, I'm, I'm thinking of Kona. Kona coffee, like Hawaii. Oh, from the kinda, Hawaii? Yeah. Is, is Kona a, a, a like Hawaiian word for I coffee? Have, I have no idea. Oh, I thought you were like a coffee guy. No, not that much. <laughs> um, no, that's not what it is. What is it? Take, yeah. Cono, conotoxinology is the is stone, cone snail venom. That's pretty Whoa. Tight. Yeah. Huh. Dude, there's good shit on here. Uh, there's squids, uh, toothology, toothology. Yeah. It's a very good podcast. It's very informative, pretty funny at times. Can you binge it? Uh, it would take a long time. I mean, does it binge? Is it bingeable? And that, like, you you yeah, finish one, yeah. And you're like, yeah, I want to hear another one. Of yeah, these. totally. Especially cool. she'll like introduce <clears throat> the next episode, and you're like, ooh, that sounds really interesting. But at least listen to the episode on cats. I would I would highly suggest that the person she interviews is from uh, Davis, um, the city near us. Yes, right over the causeway. There. What is the is it called catology? <clears throat> uh maybe felineology? 
That's pretty obvious. Something like that? I see. Okay. I don't need to look. That's, I'm interested. You got me. All okay. Right. Good job. Okay. What anyway. about op- opossumology? Do you know what opossumology is? <laughs> um, let me take a guess. Uh, something to do with uh, <laughs> sliding off bike seats. That's right. Yeah. When your ass is... <laughs> And it's 102 and you're pumping through. Feels like a possum down there. <laughs> yeah. And your ass starts to holler, holler an opossum, opossum. Yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting. Uh, hey, we've got two litter boxes. We got this, this new fangled litter uh, that's kind of sandy. It's, it, it's like sand. It was recommended by our friend and yours, Rosa, from oh, Sacramento okay. Public Library. Um, recommended this, this litter. And it's good litter. It it doesn't have that litter smell, um, but you do need to keep the boxes pretty clean. I feel like with the litter we used before, it was it was bad because we could go longer without cleaning, and we mm-hmm. would just have to deal with the smell of the litter. Mm-hmm. But now we don't have to deal with the smell of the litter, which is great. But as soon as somebody shits in it, you're like, okay, we need to take care of this asap. Wait, why? If it doesn't smell, because the litter itself doesn't smell, but you can smell the shit. Huh? What, why is that better? What? Wait. So, okay. Wait. 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 Because you don't up. have to smell the litter, like the actual scent of the litter. Even if you get unscented, fresh step litter, it still smells like litter, and it's not good. <clears throat> I mean, I guess that's a preference thing, or an, sure. I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't smell the litter per se. Yeah. Um, I don't know, and this shit's supposed to be, but it's rec- it's recommended uh, or endorsed, I guess, by that um, that cat guy that's like all rockabilly and has a TV show about like cat maintenance. <laughs> Gosh, every time I talk to you, I've got fifteen other things to check out. <laughs> to, and to Google. My Google search term is cat rock a billy <laughs> guy. I, I got the bag right here. Cat rockabilly guy. Is his name? Polecats? Uh, no. What is this? This is a band. Sustainably yours. Oh, that's cute. Um, Jackson Galaxy <clears throat> is known to millions as the cat expert with over 25 years' experience and a hit TV show, best selling books, and a nonprofit helping all cats. Hell yeah. All cats. That's good. Okay. I mean, I guess like, yeah, I don't know. It's like sustainable. It's made from corn and cassava. And the cats use it. And the cats use it. Which is the big one. Yeah. It just, if you walk around near the litter box, we need to get one of those mats, you know, Um, that like they come out and they, they got litter stuck to their feet and it like goes into the mat. It's like a fucking, it's like somebody's been at the beach in here because it's basically sand. Every, like throughout the throughout the house too, not just like in pretty the much, place yeah. Yeah, that sucks. I gotta set up our little our little um, robo vacuum again, so it can go go around the house. And they can then also ride on it, and they yeah. can make a video and go viral on Instagram Reels. Exactly. I gotta just what we, make some money off of these cats. We really all want that for you. Mm-hmm. That's what we want for you. Um, I. I guess I have to think about this. Like my mind, and I'll admit, like this sun, ex- the sun ex- exhaustion is wrecking it. My mind a little bit. I'm uh-huh. more tired than I would normally be. But like I can't. I guess like in my mind, 
I've never felt that litter had a overwhelmingly like negative smell like mm-hmm. traditional cat litter, mm-hmm. especially something that would be so that, that would be obnoxious enough to let just straight up cat shit smell or or worse I think cat pee smell. Like the pee doesn't smell, at least with it these kittens. Smell. I don't. I only smell the the poops. I guess a cat. I think cat pee smells when it is. Maybe it's when it's not in litter because you get it on a couch or something. It like oh yeah, goes it's away, horrible. I think it's horrible. Um. Yeah, I guess I, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it before. For us, like I've tried those things, those mats. I've, uh, you know, like I think that we just have so many cats that we just have to scoop yeah. once, at least once, ideally twice a day. Yeah. And, get that shit out we also have three extra large size litter boxes oh, which no. is in in theory far too few but like we gotta have a big bigger house if you're gonna get a lot of extra litter boxes but having cats is great though man i fucking love it i'm so happy to have cats again we were watching tv last night and both cats were sleeping on my lap yeah, hell yeah and it just makes me so happy yeah that's kind of that's kind of a. Uh, isn't that the point <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. It's a selfish thing, but like cats make you, uh, cats are enjoyable. I like them too because like they're pretty low maintenance aside from the whole litter shit. Like that's mm-hmm. really nice. And they tend not to smell and they don't lick your face. And yeah, there we go. Did you say they don't lick your face? I mean, I've had, we have a cat that will lick my forehead. Uh-huh. But like, you know, like a dog like just hops up on you and it oh, sure. hasn't washed itself and it's just like licking your face and sure. like, slobbering okay. all over you. It's a lot to deal with, you know? Yeah. Cats only only give you little kisses if you've seriously earned them. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that you've got cats. When I saw the imagery, I was pretty stoked. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because you're also a person who's pretty online and are really good at reporting out on what cool shit is happening. So, sure. like, when I'm on Instagram and I scroll, like, sometimes I'll just, I won't even stop to look. But if I see a cat, I'll just double tap and then continue scrolling. Sure. So it sure. provides me at least another outlet to express my joy around cats (laughs) yeah 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 if anybody wants to follow my cat instagram it's stay underscore at underscore home underscore kitties what else has been going on you've been listening to some good country lately let's see i'm really more into this artist named caitlin butts like i have a Mm -hmm. an ep on a vinyl ordered and coming at some point it's you know like these days like you order a vinyl and like it doesn't come for like nine months exactly yeah it's like a baby yeah it's ridiculous and uh (laughs) i feel like that'll be good cool she's got kind of a funny vibe she's a bit of a stoner and um not so much on the ep that she put out but like in uh, previous work she's dabbled a little bit in um alien imagery uh, and some like like playing with the southwest uh vibe not just the you know southern country uh-huh. so i like that that i've been listening to um uh your other your other uh country fan guest host guy uh uh cody yes do you know him i'm aware i've heard of him yeah he tipped me off to this uh ridiculous vinyl oh. garth brooks box set oh yeah I was at right. Barnes and Noble the other day and I saw it. Well, uh, I got one. They're way too cheap for like what you get. Yeah, it seems to me that they would have had to like they're losing money on that thing. But How much was it's it? It's pretty dope. I paid thirty eight dollars. Holy for it. shit! Seven records, seven CDs. <laughs> it's like what the fuck is this shit? Is it pressed on like paper or something? Like what? No, they sound great. I mean, I mean, they're it's pressed on. It's not like a hundred eighty gram yeah, like, yeah, splatter vinyl. 
what do you think like if Garth Brooks were going to do like a color vinyl or mm-hmm. a, or a, some sort of multicolor vinyl pressing wh- what do you think it would look like it would need to match the artwork if if you're going to listen listen folks he's not known to be stylish well he is kind of stylish actually he is stylish you've seen those yeah. those outfits he's good at dressing himself folks i get that like fun random pressings are cool and fun but oh, nothing beats nothing beats a nice pressing that matches your album cover let's check we're going to talk about bridge and tunnel on this episode today mm-hmm. folks i just happen to have two bridge and tunnel records right next to me here are those both seven inches no these are both uh 12 inches it does your hands one, are enormous <laughs> this does have a seven inch inside of it though oh, okay so let's see this is some. Um, this is like a subway. Ugh, I hate that the, my thing is not sideways. So it's you know it's like kind of a yellowy brownish kind of overall color tone to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see what kind of record we got in here. What color? What, what, I, can you? T- what? It, what record is this? This is Bridge and Tunnel. This is Bridge and Tunnel's Rebuilding the, Year. The 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 ah uh, yeah the Rebuilding Year. Yeah, I pre-ordered it from No Idea Records, and it came with this bonus live at Fest Nine Seven Inch. That's tight. Wait, you pre-ordered this when in like 2012 or something? Uh, when did this come out? 2011. So 2010. 2010 Shit. or 2011, depending on when it came out. I don't remember when it came out. The seven-inch is them doing covers of two Minor Threat songs and Inside Out song, Bikini Kill, Propaganda, and Mo- Modern Life Is War. This is like, that's like what those are the, the exact artists you would pick to cover if you had to do some weird seven-inch to insert into your record. Yeah. It feels like. Except for selection. Modern Life is War. I've never really been into them. Oh, that's too bad. There's actually a... I was reading old... Brit- okay, there we go. Danny's holding the record up. It looks like one of those ice creams you get. Uh, yeah, it does. That has a little cardboard cover, and you get a little wooden spoon, orange and white. It's, it's like nice. a translucent orange and an opaque white split. Half and half. Half yeah. and half. I th- it matches very well. I think. You can't fucking see. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, it. I think it matches. It, there's a, there's a color theory behind it all that yeah. you're more in, in able to speak to. I think, but so here, let's. This is five songs or less. Colon, usually about Garth Brooks, the Bridge and Tunnel episode. So, <laughs> yeah. let me open a new browser tab here. Maybe you can do the same too. I'm putting this record away. It takes takes 20 minutes to put a record away and get a record out. You know how long it takes to get a CD out and a uh, matter put of it away? seconds. Like I've already listened to the whole album <laughs> by the time you've got it on the on the on the platter player. Uh, let's see here. I've got my new Discogs tab open. I'm going to pull up Garth Brooks. There he is. All right, so. Starting with Garth Brooks self-titled. We've got a, a color scheme not unlike a Rebuilding Year by Bridge and Tunnel, although there is some blue in there from that sweet denim jacket that Garth has on. Dude, can you give a little, like, say a little bit about the hat? Uh, he's got, it's a black cowboy hat, but it's a, it's a cowboy hat that has seen some shit. It's been it's through a- that goddamn rodeo. It's been out in the sun. Out in the out in the fields, or you know, whatever farmers, cowboys do. Look at the back too. 
Sunswept is what you're Sun saying. Sunswept. Yes, that's a good good word for it. It looks a little faded. I'm going to say self-titled Garth Brooks. I would honestly be happy with a black or maybe a really dark blue. <clears throat> what about a, what about one that is a um just the gray of that hat, like almost sure. black, but not like sure. Well as, yeah. You pay an extra two bucks and you get a uh-huh. slightly sun swept vinyl pressing. If they could, if they could take that denim jacket and you know how they do records. I don't know if you know this, but they'll do records every once in a while with liquid inside of them. If they could take that jacket, shred it up into a whole bunch of pieces and you get a, you get a record clear record and it, each one has a little piece of that jacket in it. Yeah. I mean, how many would that make? It'd be a limited pressing. Could we get a thousand pieces out of that, you think? What are the odds that Garth Brooks has never heard of nor seen uh, a color or what other otherwise um, altered LP? I think it's likely. Yeah. I think it's likely. Let's see if he... Uh, they just changed Discogs recently, so I can go like format. I can go LP. There's three LPs on here. Wait, how are you? Do- how are you doing this with on this? Great Discogs. Yeah, I've got that up right now, but like, that's like on his artist page. So if you go to Garth, if you go to the album Garth Brooks by Garth Brooks from 1989, and you scroll down a little bit. You get like these filter, filter by format, label, country, year. Ah, hell yeah, there we go. Um, club edition, original pressing club edition, $125. I mean, what are we talking about here? Like, <laughs> that sounds like some dance studio. It's like all the remixes, 1989. <laughs> club edition uh, means like, uh, what was it, BMG? The Like you pull out the ad out of the TV guide and you mail in your money. Uh huh. It's one of those. It's not the. It's not like. It's a, not like a, a dance. Yeah, it's not like the house pressing. Oh, that would be so sick, though. Um, okay, okay. Let's move on from this <laughs> album. We'll do. Let's do one more. We're we're wasting a lot of time here. Um, <laughs> what what you call this time wasting? <laughs> <laughs> we'll do this every episode. Uh, we'll pick two <laughs> Garth Brooks albums and assign them uh, vinyl color. Uh, I'm going to go beyond the season here from 1992. Man, my Discogs is running slow. Okay, yeah, all right, here we go. On Liberty Records. Beyond the season. Uh, Garth Brooks on this album cover looks like the drag queen out of drag, Alyssa Edwards. Mm-hmm. If Folks, if you know, you know. There's like, in. so wait, this drag queen has photoshopped eye color (laughs) if they could they would for sure (laughs) okay so talk to me about this record cover like first of all this segment is amazing everyone's going to tune in for it because (laughs) garth brooks makes perfect choices on his record covers kind of like jimmy world makes when they write a song absolutely and he makes terrible choices on his record covers (laughs) but only those two uh uh opposites yeah 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 Talk about this one here. This, we've got a, <laughs> a a black and white photo. I think I could see a little bit of a of a tone to his skin. Uh, so I don't know. They they obviously turned the saturation way down on this 1992 version of Photoshop. So mostly black and white photo. We've got 
Garth Brooks logo, logo up in the top left-hand corner. A pretty good font. I don't know what's up with the two O's. The O's are like smaller than the rest of the letters in, in Brooks. It's got a line underneath it. Is that like his brand? His branding iron? No, no, no. I don't think so. I think that it's just a, just it's a, a style. style choice. Okay. Yeah. A similar O's on the album title in the bottom right-hand corner beyond the season. But anyway, the rest of it, he's got a, a cowboy hat. Not the same cowboy hat. Um, I don't know if it's just this cover, the scan of this cover here, but it looks a little dusty. The CD cover that they have here is the same. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So a little dusty. So it's uh, it's been a snowy day, obviously, because he's wearing a scarf, mm-hmm. a checkered mm-hmm. scarf, because he just got home from the Bowling for Soup concert. Yeah, his favorite uh, band. <laughs> and uh, the scarf and his cute little eyeballs or irises. Is that the part of the eye that's colored in iris? The part that would have color? I think so, but I don't know 100%. Okay. I'm not, um, what do you call a person who works in, in eyes? Optometrist? Sure, sure. We need to check out that ologies episode, probably. Yeah, um, for sure. Iology. Yeah. But anyway, he's got a scarf, a checkered scarf uh, that is white and blue. And the blue is matching his eye color as well. So he's staring into your soul. But the blue is a nun. It's like people can have blue eyes. They cannot have these kind of blue no, eyes. No, those they're, are contact blue eyes. You're wearing contacts like, if you have those. If eyes. that's what's going on. But like they're like, <clears throat> they look like a nice sky blue mixed with concrete. Like it's like <laughs> just doled out a lot. Like it's so weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I would I would print this out on a printer and paste it to the wall at my in my work. Totally. Just so like I had it to look at. Yeah, it's yeah, totally yeah. tight. Right in front of, right in front of your computer monitor. Yeah, just to just you know to check the uh, that it's okay to make mistakes sometimes because uh-huh. you can still end up with a career like Garth Brooks, right? You know. And then like your your boss walks by and is like, "Why is that picture of Garth Brooks in front of your picture of uh, Shannon?" Interestingly, though, like <laughs> I uh, am wearing like a shirt and I got like a cowboy hat on and I'm singing low places like loudly. <laughs> So that's not the thing that's most shocking. <laughs> in that moment. Uh, this is this is great. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. keep. I want to keep going, but we're gonna save. Yeah, we gotta some. Save we're it. gonna save yeah. some. Uh, we're not uh, spending all our <clears throat> content here on Troil. Fun fact, everyone: Garth Brooks's real name is Troil Garth Brooks. That is Troil T O. T R O Y A L. Royal from Troy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Troy from Royal. Troy Royal. It's um, it's a pretty cool name. It he is. is finishing up his stadium tour in Houston, I think, tonight. Oh. So I want to wish him good luck as he probably is on stage. He's probably been playing for about two hours already oh, and sure. has about three or four more to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. But regardless, like, tr- kudos, Troy. I'm glad you finished your stadium tour. <laughs> 2022 and Houston is apparently like a fucking weird city, but a cool city. Yeah. So I'm hoping to have some fun there. How, how close to Sacramento would Garth Brooks have to get for you to go see him? Oh, I mean, how close is that? Dude, I'm flying to Las Vegas to see Miranda Lambert. Sure. Okay. I guess I might like her just as much. I would watch him in, I, any, like, I mean, shit. LA. Would, would you go to LA? Oh, 100% I would go to LA okay. to see Garth okay. Brooks. I think like, 
So Cody and I are going to go see Haley Whittier's with my wife, oh, uh, really? Shannon, in July at Golden One Center. Wow. Yeah, hell yeah. She's opening up for a Dixon cowboy named John Party, who hmm. I don't have not listened to. Mm-hmm. I probably should before I go see him play a show. But I think it, it, the whole entire Golden One Center is just going to be full of people from Dixon. Dixonians. Oh, he's actually from Dixon. Oh. He's a Dixon guy. He's like a little bit younger than we are. Uh, I have a colleague who is from Dixon and does, it's not like a pal of his, but it's like, yeah, he's a, he's a Dixon guy. Huh. He's a known entity. Apparently a friend with a sibling or something like that or a known sibling yeah. person. Yeah. But he's a big, he's a country star-ish. But I wonder if he can play at a Golden Center, Golden Ones type place outside of his hometown. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, but what I'm trying to say with this is that like it, it was, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. Sure. Um, to, to see Haley Weeders, but like, I'm a little bit disappointed in the arena, just like being in a, in an arena to watch a show. Yeah, yeah totally. Sounds unfun to me. Mm-hmm. And so like with Garth Brooks, like there's the two, there's the two, the twofer right there. Like mm-hmm. I, I would without a doubt go see Garth Brooks in Los Angeles, but it would be at Dodger stadium. And actually that's a beautiful place. So yeah. I would go to, yeah, hell yeah. I would do okay. that, dude. Okay. But you know where I really want to go see him? I want to go see him in fucking Reno or something like that. Or, that would be tight. Yeah. 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 Reno would be cool. Like a casino tour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Reno, Reno residency. Oh, hell yeah. Garth Brooks, Reno residency. <laughs> it's just like he's just getting smoked out. Like there are 400 <laughs> septuagenarian smokers in there just like filling the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's calling Baton Rouge while coughing out loud. <laughs> hell yeah. That's the show I want to see. It'll never happen. Yeah, yeah. I would pay a lot for that though. Like if, if it happened, it would sell out quickly and I would, I would, pay a, a bootlegger or whatever the, oh. who's the person that sells tickets on the internet scalper that, that, oh, yeah. i don't, I don't know like, if we should use that term i don't like that name what'd you say before a bootleg, a bootlegger bootlegger yeah we'll like, go with that which is some, somebody who runs beer or like sells <laughs> illegal beer mm-hmm. garth brooks is my illegal beer <laughs> anyways <laughs> danny we can we can take that hard turn left and start talking about bridge and tunnel Hard turn into the bridge Ooh. and onto the tunnel. Or no, wait. You go in a bridge. No. You go on a bridge or over a bridge. And you go <sighs> in a tunnel or through a tunnel. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bridge and Tunnel. Uh, a band that I have found out about when they opened for Propaganda in 2009 at Slim's in San Francisco. And they just about blew propaganda off the stage. Are you serious? They are really, really fucking good live. They are really fucking good live. I mean, it's it's just like a brand of music that I am very into. Like this yeah. slightly mathy, slightly angular, obviously political. That's just shit I'm about. It's got that yeah. no idea edge to it. Very sincere. Not just white dudes. Mm-hmm. Always a plus. But yeah, it was a really great show. I don't even remember who the fucking opener was. It was some like local San Francisco band. But uh, Bridge Tunnel, Propaganda, fucking great. Bought uh, that night, bought East West on vinyl. The first album. Yeah, yeah, I think this is, everyone has been dying. They're like, Danny, you said you had two records. You didn't tell us what color the other one was. Uh, this one is kind of a greenish. I, this is obviously a leftover wax um, pressing. 
What does that mean? I didn't know that. That means they will often, I think it comes at a discount. You can just kind of get a, a ball of the wax that they use, and it's like a bunch of random colors and shit, just like the leftover stuff. And they'll press your records on that, too, and I, I think it's cheaper. But yeah, it's kind of but you a still get to sell gray. it. Yeah, you still you get, get to sell it for a little bit. Yeah, you still get to sell it for your your normal fifteen, twenty, forty dollars, whatever records go for these days. Four hundred and seven dollars, unless you're Garth Brooks and you're taking a loss. <laughs> he is taking a loss, apparently. <laughs> they're just they're leftover presses from the nineties. But uh, anyway, they fucking they opened for propaganda and they were great. Um, I never got a chance to see them again, unfortunately. I think they're broken up or on permanent hiatus like fugazi they're just like fugazi they're just like fugazi they're definitely broken up i cannot for the life of me like i have identified this show you but i can't see who would who the san francisco band that opened up i was really interested oh i was i was looking at earlier on um concert archives and i did not put the opener on there but i don't know i don't remember they were fine they just they were fine they were fine they Sounded like an Epifat band, if, from what I remember. So, like, they were fine. Bridge and Tunnel blew everybody out of the water. And then because of that, Propaganda came on and you were like, eh, they were fine. No, Propaganda was great as well, as always. They can do no wrong. It, it, they were a great opener. Yeah, maybe I'll... Sh- I, what I, one thing I didn't do... I think Permanent Hiatus is right. I think just straight up broken up. Like, it feels to me like they're not... They're both... They were... The the two main people, the the two that sing anyway, are off and doing other bands now, so... Right. Plus, it's like... I think this is a band that has, like, dedicated followers like you, but am I not wrong to think that it was... This is not, like, a... The kind of band that people are clamoring for a reunion from, that they're going to get paid a bunch of money and, like... No. No. Not... Not any time. I don't think that would happen. Right. They're not, like, a... A jawbreaker or a ladder man, although their drummer was in ladder man, but yeah, they're not, they're not like that level. Right. So like they are probably just kind mm-hmm. of broken up, I would imagine then. Okay. That was my assumption too. I, like they had these two yeah. albums and an EP in between and. Mm-hmm. So kind of short lived. Let's see. They went from as far as releasing material 2006 to 2011. So it's pretty good. A little, uh, little stint. Released quite a few little EPs and things, a couple albums. Oh, word. They're now often doing other bands. Uh, Rachel is in a band called Open City, which is really good, like hardcore punk band. And it's got uh, people from that were in Paint It Black and Kid Dynamite. And the drummer who drums for Ted Leo. Wait, what are they called again? Uh, Open, Open City. City. Okay. They're very good. Uh, and then the guy, Jeff Cunningham, is in a band called Freezing Cold that is, is good as well. It's a little more pop punk. They are, so like, I guess I was looking more at this guy, Jeff Cunningham, because he's mm-hmm. just the singer, you know, I was like checking it out. Singer, like yeah. The main singer, yeah, to, um, to dun dun, meow, figure out if he had a cat. Oh. And uh, I couldn't, I couldn't do it, tell you what, I, I don't know, like. I couldn't find him, um, I was looking today on Insta. I couldn't find him. I did find Rachel though. Let's see. He's on Insta, but he's as, he's there as an artist, Jeff Cunningham. Oh, is he? And he's just kind of shown his art, and none of his art has like cat decals. So like, I don't know. So it's a little, I don't know what. Little sus. Yeah, I mean, and I was on their Twitter, so they tweeted until 2013. Oh, okay. Um, as a band, which is pretty impressive, but like, I did not see, for example, 
and he tweets about cats. There's a tweet about a tweet. <laughs> There's a t- there is a tweet about modern life um, is war okay. though, and how how moshable they are. So I think Danny, that you need to rethink that uh, earlier comment. Um, someone should give me a five song playlist. Well, there are not five songs. <laughs> they only have no. Dead Ramones. <laughs> that's a good song though. You know that song, right? The, Do you not like that? That's the song they cover. I love n- nothing like a nothing like a song where you spell out like a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, looks like Rachel is uh, very into cycling. Hey, me too, Rachel. Do, but I also am into cats. Is that like, the case with you as well? Like, uh, I see a picture of a dog. I'm not into that. Uh, yeah, there's definitely dogs going on here. Oh, who's this? Uh, that's not at all a cat, Danny. That's somebody holding a phone. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Oh, here's a cat. Oh, no, wait. That is a human being holding a telephone. Oh, my God. <laughs> I do not see cats. I see dogs. Uh, I see a I see a rabbit. Let's see, is that actually a rabbit? Yes. No, it's not. It's a hamster. I see a rabbit. No, <laughs> it's an automobile. <laughs> uh, it's a hamster or a guinea pig. I do not see any cats. So depressing. I mean, that doesn't mean anything. Like I want to say to the, uh, to the members of bridge and tunnel that although at the end of the show, I will rank you lower uh, than I otherwise would Mm -hmm. have had Mm -hmm. you had cat evidence. um, You have the opportunity to to call in to the, uh, to the show next week and rectify the situation and we'll, we'll change the rating. So, but that ends our section on cat content and i created the sound effect it goes dun dun meow. yeah i'm just gonna use that one from now on <laughs> <laughs> yeah this band's great i love them i feel like dante would have liked them too i have to bring dante up on at least at least once every episode but i i feel like he would have liked them except for the vocals so dante call in let me know what you think um does dante have a cat yes he does his cat's name is ben oh. he is very cute I feel like I knew this. Okay. Um, that makes sense. I, the vocal. So like, have, did you give Dante, um, that I didn't see a no idea band, especially one in the, this sort of vein? No. Okay. For that reason, like you were afraid the the vocals were going to shy him away or whatever. I don't know. You. Maybe not necessarily the vocal style, possibly some of the, not the lyrical, not the vocal style, not the lyrical content, but the, um, some of the words, like, especially on the first song, some of the word choices are a little on the nose. And I've, in my time doing the podcast with Dante, he didn't often like that when band, like, like I gave him, um, uh, Spanish love songs, which I mean, it's not, like gruff, like uh, uh, our dude Jeff's Cunningham's voice is, but they're in that same like fest kind of sound, fest punk or core. Fest punk, cool. But yeah, the only problems he really had with Spanish love songs was some of the lyrics were a little too, like, on the nose or what, what, whatever. Fucking, yeah. So Dante. Um what you're what you're telling us is that if it doesn't rival some Naroda poem, it's not up to snuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's saying. Exactly. Okay. If it All if right. it doesn't have the the amazing quality of First Date by Blink One Eighty Two, 
<laughs> he wants nothing to do with it. Can I ask, is that Dante's all-time favorite song? No, 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 no. <laughs> what song lyrics do, does he have tattooed to, his, to him? He doesn't, I don't think he has any song lyrics tattooed to him, but he does have Coheed and Cambria tattoos. Okay. Uh, I, um, I have a tattoo from this first song by Bridge and Tunnel, and it's just, we're still here and we're still pissed. That's what I have. That's, that's a good tattoo. Hey, let's start talking about the yeah. first song. It's on the nose. It's called it's called on the nose souvenirs <laughs> off of East West wartime souvenirs. Dante, what's your favorite Blink song? Question mark. That could be something we talk about on the Boxcar Racer episode that we might not ever record, and I'd be okay no, with that. No, 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 we ha- we have to record. Okay, it. we will. No, we it's will. Officially on the air. It's on the air. It's, we've talked about it many times. Hey, what'd you think of this song? Wartime souvenirs. I gotta say, like. So this song aside, and the, the like you were you were saying like there's so much about this group that like feels right up my alley, mm-hmm. and I'm tr- I was trying to think like why this isn't a band that I had listened to. I, it it definitely comes they are a band that existed during a time when I was not really looking at new music sure. even on labels like no idea that I was pretty obsessed yeah. with. But I do remember this song, so I've heard the oh, song really? before. This is like I've, I definitely like have heard the song. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It could have been like on a, when I, so I lived in Berlin for a long time and I had a friend who would send me like CDRs with MP3s on them. Oh. Um, and I wonder if this is something there. This song's very familiar. And I think like, here's the thing with this song. I listened to it a bunch of times for this playlist, but I think when I first heard it, although I don't recall this being my thought, but like it has a, vi- this out of all the songs is the most hot water music. Mm-hmm like uh riffy to me or like a uh, derivative to me and i made it just been like ah, i think i'm gonna go check out some hot water music and then skipped around so like i feel like w- my assessment of this song is that like it's got some hot water music vibes and sure. i think a little bit has to do with like there's some sing-alongy on the nose mm-hmm. political lyrics here mm-hmm. like that hot water music also will do uh, totally especially in the earlier shit um and i but i like I it i totally like yeah. that that, that um, I think Hot Water Music does it better, but that's mm-hmm. okay. Because we're not talking about that band. We're talking about this band. And this band, ha- the four songs that come after this in particular, like when you talk math and angular, mm-hmm. like guitar rock, like it's fucking amazing. Like I feel like this is, it's possible that this is a band that you wouldn't have been able to give me if I had heard, for example, that, um, oh shit, the, the fourth song on this list. Uh, why, is my, why is my the brain? The fourth up? one, Predecessors? Predecessors, yeah, Predecessors. Like that song's, like if I had heard that first and not wartime souvenirs, uh-huh. it's possible that I, w- I, we would be having a different. We'd be talking about a different. You'd actually have a tattoo. We're still here and we're still pissed. Yeah, well, I do have that tattoo, but I didn't realize it was a reference <laughs> to Bridge and Tunnel. <laughs> um, so yes. <laughs> uh, fuck! I forgot the snarky thing I was going to say. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, Hot Water Music may have done it better in the 90s early aughts or whatever but uh bridge and tunnel knew when to quit yeah 
That's right. <laughs> fucking fucking hot water music. I know you're listening. Yep. Every yep. single last member of that band just cannot miss a five song less episode. All the entire city of Gainesville just uh, felt a pain in their heart. It is a thing. So this song less so than the ones that will follow, but this is a band that like has that no idea working class ethos yeah. that, uh, 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 and it seems very authentic and sincere. Mm-hmm. Um, so they uh, they knew when to quit, and they also didn't care. Uh, they also weren't probably making the kind of money that Hot Water sure. Music was. Yeah. Hot Water Music, though, they just have such extravagant lifestyles at this point, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like they each own a home, mm-hmm. probably, <laughs> and it might they might have like a fucking uh, second bathroom in that oh, home. Oh, possibly. Like they, possibly. They can't just like stop recording albums that bring them enough money to pay for the electricity in those homes and stuff like that. Sure, sure. they're a little bit less, they're a bit less on the, on the working class vibe today than, than maybe this. I band. mean, the one that I'm one just, guy from Hot Water Music lives up in Nevada City or whatever. He's got a little fishing shop. Chuck Reagan, yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's making a living off of music and fishing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever the hell he's doing up there, his rockabilly vibes. <laughs> I don't know, like. I'm not trying to say that Hot Water Music dudes are, are like really rich. Sellouts. That's obviously <laughs> not the case. They just released an album on Equal Vision Records or something like they're that. They're playing at Golden um, One. <laughs> but then they're playing at Golden One. Really? Oh, okay. Because Halo Whittier's is, so fuck that. Fuck you, Hot Water. I don't want to talk about Hot Water anymore. Okay, okay. I think I, th- I think you and I also disagree to some degree about that band's later work, and that's fine. <laughs> um, I, also think, I also think that this band's the songs that you gave me uh-huh. here are for me more like uh, they're more, I would like them more now than I would probably most of the hot water music that I do like, like just sure. some cool shit. Okay. Um, in particular because well, we'll get, we'll get more to it, but with this song. Okay. So they're talking, they're talking, um, why, wait, where's my shit? It's on my other, it's on my phone. I did a thing, Danny, where I took notes on two different devices. Oh no. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So like what, one thing that I think comes through on this song, but on other ones is there's, it does, does, does my describing their approach as sort of loose, like it feels like it could fall apart at any moment, seem appropriate? Like the way that they're they're singing their instrumentation, like it's kind of loose? Hmm. Maybe. And is that also maybe. the idea vibe kind of? It, it is. Messy? Maybe messy. It's. I mean, they're, they're definitely not as tight as like, I've been fucking Hot Water Music. Like Hot Water Music is a pretty tight band. I feel like maybe maybe it's loose, but maybe it's loose on purpose because they fucking yeah. know how to play their instruments like well. I, I wouldn't I I wouldn't say that as like a as an opposite of tight. If tight isn't is a term you use for a band that's like well practiced and knows their mm-hmm. shit, like I'm not saying this is the opposite. Is that they're not well practiced and don't know their shit? But it feels like against me throws this vibe out sometimes. There are some of those no idea bands where like the music just feels a little scruffy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm a little bit loose, like in, in, in that, like it's te- teetering a little bit and can, you can see it, you could see it going off the rails, but that's intention. It's somehow mm-hmm, intentional. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, that really stands out in this particular song. Yeah. And I, if, I fucking love that. The lyrics I'm with Dante on this one, I'm a little bit less inclined to be in a fan of this lyrically today than I made a band in 20, 2008 when it yeah, came yeah, out or yeah. something. But it is also true that like, if I'm not mistaken, like the end of the song, why am I looking at in the song has a lyric that's something along the lines of like, hopefully the song will be irrelevant when you yeah, hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's not the case. It's, so that's interesting. Yeah. It is not. And unfortunately, probably never will be. Yeah. Some of the lyrics, 
are not, um, are yeah, a little too on the nose at, at times. I feel that way uh, much more about some of the other songs, especially on their, on East West. There's one song in particular where he, he's talking about like, he's, it's like he's talking to a kid that's in school carving names into, into a desk. And he's like, I remember mm-hmm. being like that too. And it'll get better kind of thing, sort of. And it, I don't know, it's a little, a little much, but it's not a, a track I skip. Like it's not a skippable track for me. I'll still listen to it's it. It's the first one, right? This, this one or no, that other one you're talking about. This other about. song that I'll, that, uh, that yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. No, I, I actually really like this song, but I, I get where you're coming from with the lyrics for sure. There's nothing wrong either. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like how easily we forget, how easily we comply is a sentiment that I often think about when it comes to the society that yeah, we live yeah, in. Yeah. The idea, for example, that they were easily pacified by bullshit like TV shows on, on DVD. I love yeah, that, yeah, by yeah. the way. Like, they were literally, the vocalist or the person who wrote this lyric was literally looking at their pile of <laughs> DVD seasons Every season, and just yes. being like, shit, man, that's... That's unpacified because I'm watching Gilmore Girls. Like I get like that's or that it shouldn't take an election to remind us that we're we're in war yeah. or it shouldn't take a song for us to come to scream. I really like that and I dig it. It's all true. I, I don't know. Like it feels it feels like obvious though, mm-hmm. and I don't. And I wonder to some degree, like whatever. Yeah. I actually haven't. I haven't a critique here. I'm just. It's mm-hmm. it is it is tr- true. They're stating facts. Yeah, it's 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 all true. Maybe some of the word choices could have been a little different. Like TV shows specifically on DVD is a bit much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, and it also is dated now at this point, which I feel like it's cool. If the if they're trying to get a message across, and as you know, some zennial or or like Han's gen, Han and Loss's generation, the Alpha generation, which is weird, is going to be like, well, that's weird, and it just sounds dated. I'm talking about DVDs, like. Yeah, but they're also going to listen to Notorious B.I.G.'s Juicy and say Sega Gen- <laughs> Super Nintendo's Sega Genesis. <laughs> I never knew life could be like this. Like, they'll be like, yeah, that's great. I <laughs> I guess for me, like, I find the idea of, and I wanted, this is a question because I had a timestamp, I think, that played this lyric right uh-huh. here. Um, we'll, we'll just skip right on to it, right? Like, the, the idea that we're pacified by bullshit like TV shows is true. Mm-hmm. But it's complicated, I think, to some degree. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I were, for example, to get into a coffee shop discussion with you, you we meet at uh, Starbucks mm-hmm. and we order some coffees and we have a political conversation. And I said just that. I think that it would lead for, to some pushback because you have to complex like that statement. Just yeah, it, I think that's that statement just doesn't. It doesn't take into consideration the the uh, all the 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 things that they do talk about like just the bone crushing existence of a fucking 60 hour work week for people and like sometimes you just it's like like you're i'm not pacified i'm fucking exhausted and thus i'm gonna watch a gilmore girls episode four times (laughs) or something and these are not things that they disagree with but i do think that the idea of forgetting and complying Mm -hmm. and only thinking about war during election year is not universe as universal experience in the way that they're making it seem Mm -hmm. and I don't know, like, I, I love it because those are things that I probably would say in our coffee shop yeah, debate. Yeah. But then I would be like, oh, yeah, Danny, you're right. It is a little bit more complicated. I don't mean to get mad at you for watching. TV, <laughs> I, would, I would say stuff like sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Let's play that part. Do you know, do you have the timestamp for that one? Um, t- I think I actually have a, le- a later version of it. Maybe 222. Is that okay. Uh, I have it? 124. 
I also have 122. Okay, so which leads the into thing. the we're still here line. So let's do that first. Word. show and the, seeing that on my on my back the, <laughs> yeah um so sorry continue no. <laughs> like did asshole. you have you been to new york like a show in new york did you go see mad ball in new york in new york i've i mean i've no i saw sick of it all but it was whatever it was cool still it was it was 87 you know like it was just a little baby punk. yeah 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 fresh out of diapers <laughs> fresh out of diapers <laughs> Um, I, I, I like that part. Uh, again, like we've been saying, some of the word choices are maybe could have been tweaked a little bit, like put back in the oven or whatever, but I really like it. The, the base is working overtime. I think they, they maybe got, uh, old Kelly camp cope on in, on the base yeah, <laughs> for that part. Really working overtime there. It's really good. And I always knew the lyric, we're still here. We're still pissed. And mm-hmm. I would be singing along in my car or whatever at the top of my lungs, singing that. And now I've read the whole line where it, it shouldn't take a it shouldn't take a song to remember or for us to get together and mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I also like that shit to be in the music I listen to, though, as a reminder yeah. to not forget about those kind of things. Uh, that's why I yeah. still love listening to um, Let's Talk More Rock by Propagandi, the album that was written in like the mid 90s and is equally yeah. as relevant. And the shit they're saying in the song is equally as relevant as it was in 2008 or whenever the song was written. Totally. Um, I mean, they could restructure this lyric today instead of saying like we spent our 20s uh, with a war on they, their 20s and their 30s. <laughs> yeah. like, just like continuity yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. Like, the relevancy of it continues. I think that that clip was pretty good too. In the way that I was trying to talk about how like it felt loose or about to fall apart, but like I think it's the way that they switched from like that cr- that kind of like motley youth mm-hmm. crew vocal tra- like right because it's not like a refined tight youth yeah. crew. It's just like it almost feels like yeah, folks who can't sing coming together to sing mm-hmm. well or something mm-hmm. like that. It's weird. And then the and then the sh- the shift in the song can, happens thereafter, and it, it just feels like it totally feels like it's. A wobbly wheel yeah, and I yeah. fucking love it. Like it's really cool. Yeah, I get that feeling for sure. Okay, so you said two something. Oh yeah, two twenty two. Two twenty two, okay. Oh hell yeah, it's Juliana Theory yeah. Live. <laughs> I also when I listen to Bridge and Tunnel, that's often what I think of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh they're saying we're still here and we're still pissed. And Brett Detar, Juliana Theory is like, understand the dream is over. <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, dark. <laughs> Like 
Yeah, that's great. Actually, I really like that uh, that spot. I think I had you start at second too late. We're too caught up in our own shit to consider mm-hmm. to consider any of it. How easily we forget, how easily we comply. It's a thing that I would say. It's a thing that I believe. It's good. It's also it's also not black and white. But, yeah. You know, it's yeah. yeah. Do you think? Do how do you feel about it? I guess that was a question I had. Like it was it was like this. Like do you this idea that like I mean so. There's this, there's this, there's this theory of the communications case for our current political situation. When you think of like right wing mm-hmm. actors and their strategy, their strategy long term is to just flood the fucking zone with some muddy ass shit and do it over and over and just make it so that you and me and our parents and our friends and our families are just like exhausted and just uninterested mm-hmm. at some point. At some point, we become cynical and just like fuck it. What the fuck? Who gives? Like, what can we do? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Everything's just so gross. And like in in that sense, like we're too caught up in our own shit feels like it's in essence like us being willfully disengaged or ignorant of ongoings. Instead, what might be happening is just we need a fucking break from the trash that's flowing into the into into our Facebook feeds, into our Twitter feeds, into the news, into the conversations yeah. and engagements you see in the community. Like, I don't know. Like, how do you feel about that sentiment? Uh it's very hard to like keep up and keep on top of that kind of shit because it's everywhere now. I feel like it's getting worse and worse, worse than it was in 2008 or maybe just shit's just more out in the open. Like, uh, you know, with, with, uh, cops getting caught on camera and shit like that. It's not like it's happening more than it was now. What more than it was before that just wasn't getting filmed before. Um, for me anyway, I'm pretty disconnected with a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, and I do tend to feel like I've just kind of pacified myself, like they say in the song. And I just kind of, you know, I do my job, I take care of my kids, I watch my TV and then I go to bed, like that kind of thing. So I don't know. It, it's, it's hard to not get exhausted and tired from all of the shit that's happening. Uh, cause it's constantly in your face. If you're on, especially if you're online, if you're on Twitter or TikTok, whatever, Facebook, it's kind of fucking everywhere. And so it's very easy to just be like, well, that's depressing. I'm going to find whatever Marvel thing is out. Or I'm going to watch RuPaul's Drag Race for hours and hours like we do. The pacifying nature, like I thought I when I was younger and I still think I feel like I feel like one thing that I'm trying to do as I get older is find avenues of understanding and respect for that, mm-hmm. right? Like not like RuPaul, like Ru, like watching RuPaul for five episodes uh, in a row, but like the idea that like when I was younger, I used to think like, yeah, people watch are obsessed with football and they don't give a shit about the fact that like democracy is eroding and, mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, that racism is affecting the lives of many people that we know in our communities or don't know. And it doesn't matter if we know them or mm-hmm. not and all the shit is something that we should be paying more attention to. And I, I still feel that way that like sometimes our priorities are a little off, but I yes. listen to something like what you just said. And I listen to so many people that I know it's like, yeah, I go to work. I take care of my kids. I watch two episodes of RuPaul and I go to sleep and under no circumstances can I, or should anybody else say, Danny, you're not doing good enough. <laughs> like it's just not a fucking, that's not a fucking vibe that I'm down for yeah. um, in essence. And I feel like, it's, it's that kind of thing where they talk about we're too caught up in our own shit. And I think it's it's less caught up in our own shit. It's just that our shit takes up 
so much time in a way. And it just like, I just genuinely feel like I'm learning more to accept the fact that like being a football fan, Mm -hmm. well, football is kind of a weird sport. (laughs) And like being, being doesn't necessarily mean that you are a person who doesn't consider, doesn't consider any of it. Right. Instead that that's just something that like helps you, it's it's a part it's a part it's a part of your being okay and you're enjoying your your life and and I just don't want to be as critical of it as maybe I would have been in 2008 mm-hmm. when listening to this or mm-hmm. when these dudes wrote it and I'm curious to know like what what they think about in particular just how things have exponentially become more complicated yeah. as it relates to what to focus on what's the con- where's the concentration point what yeah. where can one help and then what do we do about the fact that our homes cost seven times what they did back then. Mm. And our, our expenses are just super high. And we're trying to fucking keep it together <laughs> in other ways. Right. I just, I don't know. And when I say we, I mean, less probably you and me, like we have an, we have incredible privilege in certain yeah, ways, yeah. but just like we generally, like it's hard, it's hard to generalize uh, about people not paying attention. Yeah. I get, I get, I get it, but I always, I'm trying to check myself more on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very easy to just be like all those football fans or all those, people watching the circle or whatever kind of like mindless show that other people like to watch. And I like to watch, I really like drag race and it's pretty mindless. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's good for a laugh. Uh, and it, it brings me a lot of joy and same thing with like Marvel stuff and star Wars. Like I love all that shit. Um, and it is a nice disconnect, but I don't know. It's, it's a way to kind of forget that kind of stuff. Uh, all the fucked up shit that's happening, but I also um, need to remember I can't forget that kind of stuff and I need to keep thinking about it and trying to do what little I I can at this time in my life about anything. Yeah, I I mean, I'm definitely not, I'm not advocating for the forgetting Mm -hmm. or the not considering, but I am advocating for the grace that people in our society in particular, yeah. especially the folks that these, these bridge and tunnel people are throwing their respect towards those that work a lot, that those, that those that are marginalized mm-hmm. and those find that find themselves, you know, just caught up in the shit. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's, they're shouting more probably at us for not <laughs> yeah. considering it because we have the, uh, we have the ability potentially to do that. Yeah. More. I, I am a bit envious and, and fully in awe of like a lot of library staff, library employees, uh, my wife included, you included, because I feel like you're doing a lot for the community and you're providing things that underprivileged people need and stuff. And so it, it makes me happy. I mean, Amanda's like moved up the ladder and is, you know, supervisor and stuff now. So she's kind of stepped away from the librarianship role. But I think there's a lot of important shit that librarians do. Uh, to help the community. And so it, it kind of brings me joy, like hearing some of the stuff, especially when they were open, like for a long time when shit was closed, it was just like employee drama, but like there's like uh patron drama, but there's a lot of good shit that comes out of patron drama at times too. Yeah. So. Yeah. But considering the complexity of like where people are at and what they're coming from is an important aspect mm-hmm. of like r- respectfully dealing with members of the community or singing about th- the community generally. Mm-hmm. And I wonder like, yeah, it is that thing that you have to turn to some form of wonder and ask yourself, okay, this person, what's, what's the situation that's brought this person to this state yeah, of mind, yeah. or this state of action. Yeah. 
I don't know to what degree that's relevant for a person who's willfully ignoring uh, the 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 racism, the misogyny, the societal collapse of our democracy, yeah, yeah, etc. Yeah. Like perhaps the wonder there is just sort of like, yo, you're not cons- you're you're fucking pacified by whatever the fucking DVDs you're watching. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I do sometimes. Moral of the story yeah. is lay off the Gilmore Girls for a while, folks. Lay off the Gilmore Girls for a while, folks. <laughs> Also, Rory sucks. <laughs> and so does Dean. Uh, I, I, want, I want to start a band with you called Rory Sucks in the first releases and so does Dean. <laughs> Hell yes. Okay. Okay. I'm down. <laughs> um, Dante says uh, his favorite Blink-182 song is Man Overboard, Maybe. Fuck. He's indecisive. He's, he's having a hard time. I can't remember. He asked me what mine is, and I can't. Uh, I, part of me wants to say damn it, because it's such a good fucking song. But part of you also wants to say a, a song off of their most recent album, <laughs> because that would be a very contrarian vibe. That would be very. You know, I love contrarian vibes. I feel like it's pathetic. My, <laughs> I'm just going to say pathetic. I'm going to see what he says. As if, like, he thinks that that's what you're <laughs> saying to his. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I got one last timestamp on this one, kind of speaking to what we've been talking about. But the very end of this song kind of just loses steam. I feel like maybe they did that, did it on purpose, as far as like a like a songwriting technique of like this banger of a song that's like we're still here and we're still pissed, and then in the end, just kind of like putters out or whatever mm-hmm. so there we go yeah it just kind of like slowly falls apart he loses the the gusto in his voice or whatever the guitar just kind of slowly fades the drums get quieter and quieter and i don't know i feel like maybe that's uh, some kind of musical metaphor for like for like me like getting older and just kind of like homer simpsoning it homer simpsoning it back into my house and just oh shit with the garden, with the garden hedge, hedge yeah. yeah not quite the same but yeah yeah, word. Uh, I feel you. Okay. Uh, yeah. The wobbly wheel finally fell over at the very end. They just let mm-hmm, it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Uh, he did not take pathetic the wrong way. He knew I was talking about the song. That's kind of a bummer. Uh, <laughs> he says wishing well is embarrassingly high. I can't wait to talk about Blink-182 uh, when we're supposed to be talking about Boxcar Racer. I can't wait to show my ass and not just how little I know about it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Uh, Trying to think of a way I can put this into the next song title. Uh, uh, Okay, Box Hair Racer or Blink 182. Which one's a harder pill to swallow?
you know what, Danny? Like, for some reason, I feel like I have like like all pills are hard for me to swallow sure. for some reason. Sure. I don't know what it is. Like, I'll I'll like eat I'll eat some food, and sometimes we'll be like, oh, <clears throat> I gotta get choke. It's like I've got a it's like I've got a thin or a, like a whatever. My pathways are not as open as maybe for some other sure, people. Sure, are, sure, sure. So I'm gonna say. There is no harder pill to swallow. They're all fucking hard to okay. swallow. What are we yeah. talking about here, Bridget? Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of this song? This song about healthcare I've just found out today. Did you go to Genius.com? No. Well, I did go to Genius.com. The lyrics weren't on there. That's why I got my records out to see if the lyrics were in the sleeve. Yeah, you can't find the shit on the yeah. internet. Man. It's kind of wild. Um, I think, so, Rebuilding Year and Indoor Voices, the two releases that we're going to talk about, like, these are real good. Mm-hmm. Like, um the harder pill to swallow suddenly b- b- gave me braid vibes. Sure. Excuse me. And, um, particular that predecessor song too. Mm-hmm. But like that, I was like, Oh yeah, this, this is, Dan- I get it. I get yeah. it. I get why Danny likes this shit. <laughs> like this song and pr- the, the, these next three songs really threw that at God, me. So. I never made that connection, but that is 100% true. It's got braid energy all over it. Yeah, somehow. And to some degree, also, that newer Braid record, mm-hmm. which is old. It's as if Braid listened to Bridge and Tunnel Ooh. and we're like, oh, shit, they, these guys kind of get yeah, us yeah. and they're doing it really well. I want to try and do it again. And I, I mean, that didn't happen, but <laughs> it does feel a little bit like like their reunion album, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Harder Pill Swallow is uh, rad. <laughs> that's, my, that's my assessment. It's a really good song. There's lots of changes in in kind of all their songs, but there's lots of like tempo changes. They switch to halftime and they'll like let shit ring out and just let like the drums do something real quick. And there's kind of I don't know. There's kind of a lot on this this uh, song in particular, which is pretty cool. My first timestamp on this one is thirty seconds. Mine is uh, Danny. Mine is thirty nine seconds. I'll play right through. I don't know how that feels, how you feel about that. Um, I feel pretty good about that. So yeah, starting with mine, uh, I love the switch to halftime there because the most of the beginning of the song or the first 30 seconds or so are, are uh, just kind of in tempo with the normal tempo of the song. And then it's kind of, I always say slows down and that just confuses drummers, but it sounds slower, but it's just halftime. Uh, they switch to like a halftime thing. It's very cool. And then uh, what happens at 39 seconds for you? Oh, I just like when they have the they're they got some harmonies or something like that. They got the two two folks are singing together yeah. and they got those back those background screams, which is again a braid vibe yep. to me, like the mm-hmm. the nice background scream and I don't know, I just like I like all the vocal work yeah. happening. Lots there. of cool vocals uh happening. I like that it's like a male and female vocal. And kinda in between there, right around thirty nine, forty seconds, it it's got a very cool like very braid. I'm just gonna talk about braid a lot now, man. This is great, but a very braid like guitar part, guitar section 
in there. How so? Uh, it just sounds like something Braid would write. Uh, it's right. very like kind of like slidey on the on the neck, like that kind of vibe. Um, it's I don't know. It just reminds me of Framing Canvas, No Coast era kind of braid mm-hmm. stuff. And then at the very end, I like when it kind of cuts out and then it comes back in with him saying an, an actuary of. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what he was saying until today. I was like, an actuary of? But it's an actu- they, actuary of. So can you explain that? Because I thought it was actuology. actuariology. Um, and I was looking on the ologies. <laughs> show. <laughs> they haven't done that episode yet. <laughs> no, well, no, I pitched it in there. Pitch it. Pitch oh, okay, it to us okay. thing, but... Let's see. He says, an actuary, oh, I'm sorry, it's actuary has, an actuary has been hired to build an unending waiting room. So like an actuary is a person that, is a, isn't that a bank thing? Maybe. What the fuck is an actuary? Let's Google it. Should we, I mean, first of all, let's make wild assumptions <laughs> about what it is and then consider them correct and then not uh, Google let's see. it. They, an actuary is going to make an endless waiting room. So I think that an actuary is the name of the company uh, that made that app that I sent you and Cody this morning where it just plays a song like endlessly. And their original idea was um, doing that with the song Waiting Room by Fugazi. Is actuary also like an, a chip implant that you put into some, somebody who implants chips into people's brains? No, that's and Bill makes Gates. it feel. Oh <laughs> shit! No, well, that was done through the COVID vaccine. Confirmable information right there. <laughs> an actuary um, is a person who compiles and analyzes statistics and uses them to calculate insurance risks and premiums. Oh my god! Uh, I I love that your your fan base for this show is statistically uh, the statistical anomaly is that there are a lot of actuaries who listen to this show, (laughs) but I will say, I will say very unfairly. And we were just talking about the world not being so black and white Mm -hmm. and I shouldn't make blanket judgment (laughs) statements, but that that is a job that should not exist in a world I want to live in. Yeah. Yeah. The insurance industry. What a scam. What What a a scam. scam. (laughs) The takeaway from today's episode. (laughs) Uh, Takeaway from today's episode, watch fewer Gilmore Girls episodes and um, I don't want to say cancel your insurance because that's actually not a good idea in the society we live in. But um, let's let's reform society uh, without insurance like socialism or something. (laughs) The thing, so what we will say about actuaries are is they probably have a long history of like r- assessing risk and uncertainty in very uh, shadowy and racist oh, ways. One, and 100%. they should really work on atoning for that yeah. bullshit, yeah, actuaries. Yeah. And then we will eliminate we'll you. We'll come for the uh, actuaries um, first. <laughs> from, from our society when it becomes whole. Yes. Again. <laughs> and then there will be an ology about the actuary the fear of actuaries <laughs> actuariology yeah. phobia fear yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway I, I never really knew what he was saying there but just the way it comes out of his mouth is fucking great yeah uh what's next? 104 is next for me that's good my i have two on this and there's a 245 okay. 
That's my second one. So let's do that 104. Let's run a little bit in the middle here. 104. I'm going to play it for a bit because I have right after that as well. chorus it's not like a hooky chorus but it does get stuck in my head uh, but i really love the drum beat on that chorus yeah. and it changes ever so slightly around 116 and it adds like an extra little like i don't know 16th or whatever note to it and it just makes it very like like bobby like bobby uh from king of the hill uh, <laughs> <laughs> When he's standing with his dad and his friends, he he always is just like bobbing yeah, yeah. his head out in the yard. Um, I don't know. I fucking it's a really great drum part, and I love it. I yeah. I guess I I'm with you there. I I I always struggle. Like one thing I feel like I bring the show down a little bit in my inability to really talk about the musical uh, components. But like there's I like that. There's something about the guitar like in the background. Mm-hmm. Is that a, like the one that's doing a little bit of like just. Like notes versus chords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying some stuff that may or may not make sense, but yeah, I like that. that. And I, I think my timestamp, the, the upcoming timestamp too, is like it's got like a, it's got a little spaced out vibe to it. The guitar is just floating out there a mm-hmm. little bit, and I fucking love. I love the interplay there. It works really well, and especially with the gruff gruff vocals. I don't know how do you take something that's kind of be- kind of pretty and spacey, mm-hmm. and something that's a bit gruffer, a bit rougher, and they just meld yeah, yeah, yeah. in that situation. Yeah, the, that's kind of a good way to describe a lot of the lead on this song and maybe some of the others is a little spacey because it, it, they do have a lot of like delay and reverb and stuff and it just kind of maybe doing like um, some tremolo picking or something in the background to kind of like fill up some of that space back there. And it's, I don't know, it's very cool. The lead. Yeah. The lead guitar. It's usually played by the person with the best hair in the band. Hmm. Is there a correlation? I do remember, I, th- I feel like Rachel plays more of the leads and she did have better hair. The guys just just got kind of normal, normal looking hair for, for, you know, your average dude. Um, just New York City. Yeah, hair. yeah, just, just New York City. Could, but it could be, it could be from anywhere. I I could see that guy and I'd be like, that guy's from Chicago. That guy's from the that guy is Dante's neighbor in, in Montana. Yeah. That's new that's the beauty of New York though, Danny. Oh. It's just like the it, it is like people well, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Moving along, my next timestamp is two forty five. Thank you. you. Two forty five. How many people from Montana do you think are in New York City? Hmm. I don't there are a lot of people from Montana, so it can't be a very high yeah, number. Yeah. But let's see. Oh, wait, is this a Google? No, this is a Dante asking first. question. How many oh, okay. people from Montana currently live currently in New York? Currently live in New York. New York in general, or New York City? New York City, like these guys. This band. I don't know why I'm saying guys. I've gotten that out of my system and now I'm not saying it. Okay, 245.
didn't know when to stop, but I love that part. And the little end part where it builds back up was my last timestamp. Yeah, I like it too. I think it's real. Those guitars, this, this guitars are, or that guitar, the mm-hmm. lead is like really, uh, really walking around there. <laughs> I think it's a phrase you use for Camp Cope for yes, the bass. Yes. Just like, Maybe it's more like it's rollerblading Ooh, around. It's a little slicker, sure, sure. but like definitely is a, it's present coming in and out over the top of them. And I don't know if that those are harmonies. The two of them are singing together and I don't know, know what the hell they're singing, to be honest. Like to me, when I listen to that, it's like the, 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 the vocal track becomes part sure, of the music yeah, more yeah. than my, I'm not paying attention to them, but I like it a lot. Even, even though I think that, no. It's not better. It's not worse than the other parts. I think it's yeah. great. It's yeah. great. Great little interlude. Agreed. Really good part. Um, I don't know if I would call any of the vocals harmonized. What is the, what is the definition then? Uh, I would just say they're both singing. Singing, singing together. together. They have different pitches in their voice. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they're harmonizing, but... Um, in the sort of way that a no idea sure band yeah, would yeah, harmonize. yeah I don't know I don't I don't I don't know how to harmonize um, I can't do it without being taught how or shown how mm-hmm. Dante thinks there are 17 uh, Montanans Montanian people from Montana that live in New York City 17. Yeah. All right, I believe him. That seems right. That seems totally accurate. I'm I'm currently on a, a New York Post article that says Montana is the sold out state New Yorkers can't get enough of, and there's this dude named Chase Avril, which is not a real person. Whoa, no, that's... <laughs> he's got a Patagonia vest and a cowboy hat, and he's smiling. He looks like what I would think a Mormon would look like, yeah. a cowboy Mormon. And his quote, the poll quote, super epic. Montana is where people want to be. Uh, no, I'm going to leave Dante alone now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then there's Doug Avril. His dad owns a limousine and the license plate is (laughs) Dude 12. Dude 12. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I fucking love it. Uh, I'm I'm not going to say what it is on the podcast because I don't want people, I don't want to dox my friend Dante, but Dante has a really fucking sick license plate. I'll send. Is it dude? Dude eleven. It is. It's dude eleven. <laughs> uh, I'll send you a picture. It, it's very cool. Anyway, I got. I got nothing. The next song uh, off of Rebuilding Year again. The last song was off of Rebuilding Year. I don't know if we said that. Danny, what? Danny, Hi. show me. Show me your. That doesn't work. Never mind. I tried. Okay. How about I show you my hands instead? <laughs> okay, that did work. Damn. <laughs> uh, hands of a rebuilding year. We're slowing it down. We're going to take it down a little bit, let everyone cool off. D- did I read that 
the, so first of all, that's a great, it's a great inner, like a great number three song for that, for sure. Yeah. Um, did I read that they had a lineup change in between the East West album and build rebuilding year? Yeah, they, they changed bass players. Okay. Uh, their first bass player, or former bass player, was named Tia Melon, Meloner, Melinger. I'm bad at reading. Does the so the person taking the lead vocals here is the lead guitar player Rachel? Uh, yes. And is do, does Rachel sing on East West this much at any point? Yes. Okay, so there are songs where she has to, as has the lead in this in the vocals. Yeah, the one song off of the other song off of East West I gave you the last one, she's singing a bit more. It's a lot more. I feel like this is the. I don't know. I would need to like go revisit them, obviously, but like, I feel like this is one of the. One of the outliers as far as like her taking absolute lead. You know, mm-hmm. like I feel like it, like Night Owl is the last song. It kind of, there's a. She is definitely the lead, but there is definitely some back and forth. Or you know? I guess that's why I didn't rec- note it as such. This song is her song, mm-hmm. right? Like it's absolutely. It's a totally different vibe. It's a totally different band almost, like in yeah. a way. <clears throat> and it's a totally awesome song. Mm-hmm. That's uh that's my uh pitchfork quality review. <laughs> that's your elevator review. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, this song when this album came out, like um I absolutely loved the the very first song that came off of it was I think the the opening track, Synchronized Swimming was like the single they released before it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, Is it really long? I read that too somewhere. Like it's like a really long song. Synchronous. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it's not super long. I don't think. It's not like uh, Alcest song. I don't think it's long. I th- probably like maybe like five minutes or something. I guess long for a no idea band maybe. But anyway, I I really like that song. This one kind of took me by surprise and kind of like had to grow on me. Hands. Hands. Mean. Yes. Um, because it's slow. It's maybe the slowest song I remember them doing. And it's a very slow build. But it came to be like one of my favorite songs of theirs because, I don't know, it's very like, there's a lot of like strength and emotion in the song, but it's also about like depression and... uh. I mean, I can only relate to a certain degree as like a, a cis, mostly white uh, man or whatever. Um, but I've had, I've had and still have, uh, have struggled with depression or whatever. And mm-hmm. the way she just describes that feeling and that feeling of feeling so small and inferior, it's just so good. Like, I've never really read the lyrics to any of these songs, but like sitting down with them over the last couple of weeks or whatever, and like looking at the lyrics closer and stuff, it has brought more appreciation to what they do uh, in this band or did in this band. Um, but yeah, the the stuff she describes, especially in the like the first verse, it seems to be more about like depression and stuff like that. And then she gets more into like, uh, talking about her parents and stuff, and I don't know. It's it's really well put together. It's very um, very relatable. Most of mm-hmm. it is. 
to me anyway. There's some stuff in the song I could never relate to, which is fine. But I don't know. I fucking love it. I love how like quiet it gets and how loud it gets. Like it's all, Mm -hmm. it's kind of all over the place, but it's not like messy or anything like that. I just love how like quiet and subtle this song is like it even started to build like but right before I was playing the drums were there a little bit Mm -hmm. and then they go they go back out and they come back in and they go back out but yeah just the I'm just gonna read the whole first verse Um, I guess I'm not quite as dainty as my glove size would imply I'm not exactly frail but as fragile as I feel right now it's like I'm half my size And I'm watching the cars fly by, wondering which one will take my life. And speaking over the hum of the haunted, of the hundred voices that pass by my ears as I watch them all walk with poise and purpose away. Yeah. I really like that last line about watching people walk by with poise and purpose. I don't know. It's very good, very fucking real ass descriptors, man. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting that the, the the lyrics are in and out for me uh, in moments like like we had mentioned, like especially that like that spot right there where they're both singing together. Like I'm paying attention, but then there's also just like gorgeous music mm-hmm. that's accompanying it, and it sort of I fade out a little bit um, and let them inter- intertwine, and I'm not listening as closely. At least that's the experience I think I had. As you were in particular describing the the way the lyrics have connected with you over since you've been listening to the song like it's one of those things where it's like shit I need to do this just lyrically like listen to the song without thinking about the music at all because I feel like it's getting caught up in in the music at times yeah yeah that's it that's it that's it it's so spectacular hell yeah I just like the fact that, like, out of nowhere, you just get this, the guitar just like pounds through. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. slicing into the to the canvas right there. It's fucking dope. I don't know how one makes decisions like that, but it was it's unexpected. And yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole like first half of this song is very like I don't know experimental or something. I don't know. It's just it's very different from a lot of the other stuff that they've done. So two minutes is when it uh, when it finally crescendos or whatever. It's it's really great. I love the the build into that. It's 
And it, it doesn't like overdo it either because I feel like a lot of bands might take it a little too far when it gets to that crescendo or whatever. Yeah, I like it. There's just so much like emotion behind everything. And I love the lead guitar in the background, that kind of yeah. like beetle bottle, beetle bottle <laughs> lead thing that's yeah. happening. It's a noodle. It's a, Isn't it a yeah, noodle? I call it a noodle. It's a little noodly. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of a noodle. Yeah. The, the accompanying like backing vocals mm-hmm. too are just so perfectly put, but uh, it could be really hard, right? Like you have a crescendo uh, of a song that's emotionally charged, really beautifully sung, and then you're asked to somehow accompany yeah, yeah, in yeah. moments and just be like, all right, I'll do that. That sounds something that, that sounds like something that's possible, <laughs> um, but it was very well pulled yes, off for yes. sure. Yeah. Agreed. And I got one more thing toward the end. Go for it. What's three fourteen? I guess I'm starting to get what you're what you mean when you're talking about them feeling a little loose or whatever. But they're doing some of my favorite stuff at the very end of this song. You know it. I know it. We all know it. We've got two guitar lines. We've got two two vocal lines. I'm just I'm just eating it up. But it is a little loose. It could fall apart in any second. <laughs> good if you're gonna do something folks and you want me to like it give me two vocal lines it it i'm gonna go out and say i'm gonna say it never doesn't work what if one of the vocalists is just not very good though hmm i gave you two vocal lines danny i I know i'm not good at my vocal line but they're there it's so it's like we've got uh we've got Rachel from Bridge and Tunnel and Open City doing one vocal line and then I have my daughter Lassa doing the other vocal line. Yeah, but I think that you're going to have a biased like love of that. It'll maybe, still, still love maybe. it. Maybe, okay. I'm trying to think of something. There is... Um, there is... A, I might be saying... Um, never mind, I can save it for the boxcar racer <laughs> okay. episode. Um, yeah, that's a tantalizing teaser there. <laughs> Come on back, folks. Come on back. Shit, I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know. I fucking love it. Oh, that's what I was going to talk about. Is um, I really, really like the s- sort of mathy, angular little leads that they do. Because they're they're right up my alley for the kind of guitar playing I like to listen to. But it's not showy. Because a lot of those bands yeah. that I like like that are just like showy and I'm just like drooling over, oh my God, that's amazing. How do they do that? When this is like, that sounds really amazing. And 
it sounds like something even I could pull off kind oh, of yeah. thing, you know? They're give, it's that kind of like, um, insp- it's, it's inspired it to action, which yeah. is something I think that they've been trying to do lyrically as well as potentially musically for at least someone with your yeah. skill, skill set. But yeah. That's cool. But yeah, I love it. Fucking great. It, it, can you use that sentiment to transition into the next song though? Like you talk about show, like let's talk about this. What's this next song called, Danny? Uh, this next song is off of a 10 inch EP that I do, unfortunately do not own. Hey, no idea. Press this again, but uh, press it on a 12 inch please. And thank you. Uh, off of indoor voices, predecessors. Predecessors. Is it showy? Uh, the word? No, the song. The 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 musical styling, stylings, the guitar playing. Uh, this one it might be a little more a little more showy than the previous three songs we've talked about. How much did you drool when you first heard it? <laughs> uh, maybe just a little bit, like uh, not like a full on. I'm a dog staring at. Uh, uh, steak or something. I don't know. Do dogs really eat steak? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> never in my lifetime. But yeah, drool like drooling. Like I fell asleep on the couch, and like you know, my my head's kind of til- tilted to the side. And my mouth is just open a little bit, and and I f- and I feel it. It wakes me up, and I go, oh, like that kind of. You're talking about so enough to where like you wipe it from your beard, but you have it's you're you're still your facial hair still a little damp. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like I, yeah, uh, to the point where like I need to get a tissue or something to, to <laughs> clean it off. Danny, this is my favorite song. I fucking love Hell this yeah. song, and I don't know, like I don't know enough about guitars or anything like that to be like this is showy, and the other ones weren't. Everything sounds impossible to me, but this song fucking yeah, rules. Yeah, um, I was drooling. I currently am drooling. It's unrelated. <laughs> but, <laughs> whatever. I mean, my first timestamp at 25 seconds is I love the guitar. Yeah, it's popping. Like, do you say math? So, like, this concept of math or like angular music like makes sense to me when I listen to it. I couldn't define it or tell a person who's never yeah. heard it, heard like heard somebody talk about it. But this song really has that going. It's also real braid Brady mm-hmm, math, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, and like. It's like it's it's like more in comparison to the previous two songs where it's a little bit more subtle or they're reserved or they're just humble. I, I think is what you were kind of mm-hmm. saying. Like they're these are incredibly talented guitar guitar players, musicians who are just doing something that's like, wow, I could probably do that too, and all that shit. Like this one, they're just like fucking watch us play, and we're gonna take some ass <laughs> yeah, in yeah, this yeah. song. It seems to me, and like I don't know, just it pops for me. I, I, this is the song I listen to the oh, most okay, okay. Out, of, out of all of them, and. Uh, I don't know. I have zero timestamps. Okay. <laughs> Just the song. Uh, no, I do have some, but what do you think of this song? Then I guess I got you to talk about drooling. Primarily, uh, but I fucking love the song. song. This, this EP might be my favorite release from them. Like front to back. It's really fucking good. The, the two albums are both really great, but have some lulls here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but this EP is, is strong through all their EPs really great stuff 
I knew I was going to pick a song off of this EP. I didn't know which one. Oh, yeah, really? like for the albums, because I probably listened to the albums more than I've listened to the to the EP, just because they're longer and yada yada yada. But yeah, I didn't know which one, and then um, I don't know. It all came together. Like the albums, I knew I was gonna pick "Wartime Souvenirs" and "Hard Pill to Swallow" like right away, and then the other ones, I you know, I had like a ten track playlist for a while because this band is good. Yeah, this band does seem good. I'm I'm buying, I'm buying it. it. I'm buying into okay. it. You're gonna I'm log into in. noidea.com later and buy us buy stuff. I'm gonna go to your Discogs okay. page and make a bid make a bid on your on your two two LPs. They're not for sale. Well, I mean, it, what if the what if you know what they say when you make a deal that you can't refuse? <laughs> Actually, have, has anyone ever made you a deal that you just couldn't refuse? <laughs> No, I don't think so. Feels like it would stand out. Yeah. I just don't know. I want to have that opportunity to just be like, oh fuck, that I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. great deal. Like, so I mean, maybe it's you, like something that you really like, but someone's like, I'm, I will give you a, a million dollars for that Garth Brooks box set. It could be. Or what if I just came up to you with a fucking amazing sandwich and was like, hey, Danny. Do you want this? And you could be like that deal. <laughs> okay. I can't, I can't I refuse this the same, deal. the same thing. It's like, it's the mayonnaise is just like dripping <laughs> off of it. Like it has shredded lettuce and American cheese squares. Like, oh, I mean, you just lost me on American cheese, buddy. <laughs> I was, I was there. Fuck off. I was there until you threw some craft on it. Fine. Pepper Jack triangles. No, give me to tell them what cheddar or go home. <laughs> very specific all right um can we unless it unless it doesn't like you have a 24 second timestamp. do you want to play I, that or is that part of the intro uh, uh did we just hear some, it i'll cut it off before everyone Let's Let's uh go. you've heard 24 seconds of the song so far here's 25 seconds of the song to do the best you could Yeah, yeah, they're showing off a little bit. I'm okay with that. It's not like, yeah, it's not overly showy, but you know, they're they're like, hey, for the CP, we're gonna pump up the volume a little bit. I mean, fuck, I like Van Halen. I love (laughs) a show off. Like, bring it on. Yeah, this is this is pretty understated. I fucking it. It's great. I love all the guitar. I I love the line. Something to the degree of here's a check for forty percent of everything you've worked for. Yeah. So it's it's great. It's great. Good job. It's interesting. I mean, lyrically and content wise, like they're talking a little bit about some of the stuff that we were talking about. It's mm-hmm. just like the people being exhausted and overworked yeah. and just like, the, you know, we hold their memories clenched tightly in the bags under our yeah. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, bro, this is the working class no idea shit. I think that 100% that, that label has going for itself. 100%. And then we got right after that, we got a nice little chorus. We are 
I said I said uh, before that some of the guitar they do is it's really fucking good, and I feel like I could uh, even I could pull it off. I I can't do that. I can't do what they were Not just now. I can't. I would get so lost, and it wouldn't happen. I would get kicked out of the band. I'd have to move back home from New York, back to Sacramento. You'd be under the bridge, and in the yes, tunnel. exactly. I'd have to go under the bridge yeah. and over the tunnel. Over the tunnel. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, I agree with you. That's the timestamp that I had. Just it fucking it's a dope. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's dope. It's fucking sick. It's, it's it's musically good. Like it's tight. It's tight in comparison mm-hmm. to the least yes. that I was thinking of talking about in in the past. And I don't know. The lyrics are good. I I, I dig the I dig the sentiment. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I mean, I think I could play it, Yeah. but I don't, I'm, I've, I'm, I, I, I've, you know, I don't really know for sure, but I'm pretty confident okay. that I can play it on the guitar. Okay. How about, um, on the, I've got like two, less than two weeks to edit this. So maybe before yeah. then you can send me a little demo. I do recall some live guitar playing on your podcast that previously. Was fucking, it um, was horrible. Don't listen to the um, end of the braid episode, everybody. It was bad. I think I disagree. <laughs> um, but if I submit a guitar track, I don't even have a guitar. <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to use? Um, all right. What I'll do is I'll do, like, you know, do you know the band Judd Judd? Yes. Yes. That's what okay. I'll do. I'll Judd Judd okay. it. <laughs> uh, you've got an iPhone. Download GarageBand on your iPhone and use the little guitar thingy they have on there. Is that easier than a real guitar or harder? It's much harder. <laughs> okay, then that's that's what I'll do. I'm up for the challenge. It's completely unrealistic. <laughs> Fucking um, um, my I think you may have stopped right before my stamp of one minute and thirty seconds running until two minutes. It's a long thirty okay, second perfect. stamp. Does that interrupt anything? That Not you at have, all. My... It, it in fact takes up one of my timestamps. Here we go. There's some guitar t- or some drum tapping oh, yeah. in there that's pretty oh, sick, yeah. and they do something similar to that in the next song too. And I just, I just fucking love mm-hmm, that shit. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, I love a rim tap. I actually want to listen to a little bit of that again because part of part of uh, my little little brain doesn't understand how that drum beat is happening. So I'm gonna listen a little bit more here. No, never mind. It makes sense. I thought for some reason I thought the the roll was happening the whole time, but it's it's not happening the whole time. Okay, my my brain the was playing is... tricks on me. Word. Okay, yeah, it's that's really great. I also think they're they're harmon they're doing some mm-hmm. uh, uh, bridge and tunnel harms uh, that are pretty sick. I had it, yeah, super good spot. Yeah, really fucking great. 
I, I really, really love the drums there. Uh, frequent listeners of the podcast will know how much I love uh, little rim taps. Listen, little rim taps. <laughs> Hell yeah! If you were to if you were to talk to, um, oh my god, I just had a absolute loss of train of thought. Moving along, right Uh-oh. along, Danny. Like, <laughs> I think it's I'm exhausted. I have heat stroke, <laughs> and it's late and it's late it at is. night. So, <laughs> all right, I got one more timestamp at at uh, back to our Juliana theory of timestamps two twenty two. showing off dude <laughs> they're like you didn't believe we could do it watch this we had you fooled motherfuckers that that guitar is popping hold, off like it's they're a, like hold my new york slice oh my god i mean they had to do it, it the rents were getting so yeah. expensive somebody needed to show that they could be a studio <laughs> of some sort i guess oh they, god damn i fucking love it that's a good it's good. I love it. Tell I love the back and forth vocals. I love that it it drops off into that sick ass riff, uh, and then it's a very like kind of like halftime drum beat right after that. It's so good. Do you know that I've seen the Juliana Theory five times? Uh, I don't know if I want to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I fucking love that band. So I've been listening to. Oh shit! Tangent alert. Yeah. The no, it's just like a it small one. There's this band called Hey Thanks. Hmm, never heard of them. Ring a bell? No. I don't know. It's like like I that label that put out that Garrison reissue, mm-hmm. the first thing we ever talked about when we first met. Yep. Um, has this band from Louisiana called Hey Thanks, and I've been listening to the to it their new album. Um, I think it's called Start Living. Um, with a with a forward slash oh, yeah, in yeah, between yeah, it, just that. like okay. a. Just like a East West or whatever the hell oh, the first yeah. album from the Spain is. Apparently, it's a modern uh, or a um, a reference to the band The Wonder Years. The the name of this band is I don't. I, oh. It's a it's an era of emo I did not listen mm-hmm. to. Um, hey, thanks. Like reminds me weirdly of the Juliana Theory, oh. uh, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, that a band, a contemporary like band of I would imagine these these kids are twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they they could be our children in in in, in all honesty. Um, apparently like the Juliana theory in my opinion they also could like the wonder years and I just didn't know what they sounded like so sure sure I don't really know what the wonder years sounds like that I do know they don't sound like Juliana theory five times Uh, like five times that's like more times than Brett Dittar ever even actually was in church Maybe it could be true. Maybe it could be true. Yeah, uh, and that's. I think every single one of those times, except maybe one, was with Cody. Are you serious? Cody's a big Julian yeah, Theory fan. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. I saw them at Capitol Garage in two thousand one. I saw them in Stockton in two thousand one. I saw them in 
at the Colonial Theater in 2002. I saw them at Slim's in 2002. And I saw them at Warp Tour in 2003, I think. That one doesn't really count, but it does count. I mean, it counts. It counts. Like it was, war- it was a, a great tour. set. Uh, I will. It is a Warp Tour set that I will never forget. Is it why you went to Warp Tour? Was to see Juliana Theory? It, they were one of the bands we went to see for sure. Was you and Cody? Cody and uh, our friend Holly. And I didn't get an invite. No, you were. Yes. You probably went in Seattle or wherever. I did not. In 2003, I was not on a Warp Tour. No kick. I was trying to listen to math rock. Oh, you were listening to. The predecessor to Bridge and Tunnel? Is predecessor me before? I'm dumb. No, I, I don't know about that. I was in Bellingham, Washington, a college town in the very far north, like the end of I-5 uh-huh. kind of kind of college town. And like like math, mathy rock was like a thing there. I didn't really give a shit. I like Dillinger Escape Plan. That was math. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like this, you want to talk about math, math guitar, yeah. guitars? Let's talk about Dillinger. But anyhow, um botched as well for sure mm-hmm. um but th- like those kids were listening to like don caballero oh yeah yeah i like that shit I actually too. it's I pretty good but ian williams um, oh forget about it they're definitely into it they liked a band out of reading called the americas oh yeah I saw them too they're great tour through bellingham oh we're yeah, gonna we're they might come up then on our uh, velvet teen episode whenever we do that oh interesting okay okay um, I say we do that one live with the Velveteen in October. Okay. We could have done it uh, like a week ago because they played at the Russ Room. Oh, what's the... Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, man, we're... It's, it's 9 o'clock, 9 p.m. right now. <laughs> Here it comes. Here it comes. Can you, can you believe it? It's 9 p.m. Pacific yeah. Standard or Daylight Time. I don't know. That makes us. We're, it's, we're a couple of, couple of fellas that like to stay up late. Yeah, some some night owls. <laughs> would you say it? Would you call us night owls? Uh, I would call us night owls. I would also call the final song on the playlist. Night owls. What'd you think of this one? You know, never mind. Keep tell me. What'd you think? Oh, I like it. I I like the East West or West. Is it West East? What's uh, the name East of the West. album? East West. I like the songs from East West the least, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just it is what it is. I really feel that this song hinted at what we just talked about in the 10 inch and then the, the, the second LP. Like it, I don't know what, if East West has a lot of this kind of style, but it, it definitely felt like, like when I heard the first song and then I heard the next three, I was like, what was that first song? Mm-hmm, it didn't mm-hmm. really fit. And then I heard this one. I was like, Oh, okay. So that album's probably got some of this shit. On yeah, it. This yeah, one yeah. fits a bit more. Okay. I like it. Um, I do like, I like all of them mm-hmm. actually. Um, obviously I think, uh, this has, and I always bring this up, like, it's fucking got a dance beat in it that That's, I just cannot get enough of. When I, I was picking songs, it. I was picking songs, I was like, I gotta include Night Owls, because I know Nate is gonna like the little dance beat at 105. Hell yeah. I would clear the shit out of the, <laughs> the floor when that when that one comes on, yeah. and... Uh, I don't know that that's pretty tight. It's like actually as much as I prefer press predecessors, like it, I think it's a great song yeah. and, and the two before as well. Like that, that might be my favorite moment of this playlist is when that, when that um, bridge and tunnel uh, drummer references the band corn. 
<laughs> Does he? With their instrument. <laughs> With their instrument. Just like just throws that corn Bakersfield jungle beat out and just like let's <laughs> let's it go. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah, I knew you would like, if nothing else on this song, I knew you'd like the little dancey part. Uh you wanna skip right to that little dance part? I well I do like that drumstick play thing. I wanted to ask you about that. I think it's at thirty five seconds or something. Okay. There's the intro, and then he does this, like, uh, the drummer does this, like, slap of the sticks. Oh, yes, um, yes, yes. Which is pretty cool, actually. It's not just, like, a count, a secondary count. It's, like, a part of the music. It's part of the beat. It's tight. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. That's, yeah. It's pretty cool. What is that? Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, was that a was that a rim hit, or was that hitting the sticks together? Uh, it was hitting the rim of something, for sure. Huh. Okay. Anyways, I thought that was tight. Yeah. And, and it also like indicated the pace pick up, yeah, which is yeah. pretty cool. Like a nice lead in. Keeping things in time, just like a mm-hmm. drummer should. <laughs> doing 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 what they were asked. Yeah. They had one job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's either the rim of the snare or possibly like on the, the top of the kick drum. I've seen a lot of drummers do that too. Because it's right there. It's so loud though. It's like must be mic'd or something like yeah. that. Like it's, I bet the, they probably so mic'd it. They probably like set it up special did an mm-hmm. extra track all right let's get to cutting the rug here i would i would grab my um belt loops with my thumbs <laughs> and just just start boot scooting boogie from through the pit <laughs> right. just like one boot in front of the other like <laughs> fucking doing a duck like a duck walk and just like hell yeah that's that shit is so cool hell yeah <laughs> i often like when that song was being written i wonder who was like i want to put this dance beat in this uh corn jungle beat. yeah like, yeah, can, yeah. I, can i do that was it the drummer or was the songwriter? I usually, maybe the drum writer, the drummer is the songwriter, but <laughs> I just want to know that conversation. It's like, hey, yo, can I do this? <laughs> <laughs> I just figured out how to do this disco beat and I really want to throw it in somewhere. Yeah, give me, give me, give me an opportunity right here. <laughs> I was, I was listening to fucking Life is Peaky and... <laughs> And it turns out you can be in a hard in a, like a guitar rock band and have a fucking beat like this. Oh, yeah. uh, can, can I do it? Um, I got I got one more time stamp on this here song at two ten. What is it? Oh, I've got two thirty to, to to the lead out. Actually, I love the way the song. Okay, ends, okay. To be honest, let's do if you want to. Let's do, do some two ten, and then we'll we'll do the next thing. <laughs> I love all the guitar stuff happening. 
this is back to the not being showy, but just being very tasteful with it. Like mm-hmm. one guitar is doing a cool little tappy thing and the other guitar is doing just a little slidey thing or something like that. Uh, they've got a little bit of dual vocals going on, which you know I love. And yeah, I like that they bring that kind of intro riff back in here and then you know make it a little more complicated, a little more interesting uh, in the middle of the song. I don't know if it's just because she says the words emergency and ambulance and kind of the way she says it, plus the little angular guitar moments, uh, reminds me a little bit of the band Pretty, Pretty Girls Make Graves. Make Graves, yeah. Yeah. At least that one album. It's of that era where I was going to say, like, this sounds a little bit like that that turn of the century mathy indie rock or something like that to some and and i think that's around that time that was coming out they were they had a fast paced yeah oh whatever the hell it is but i i see what you're saying i hadn't thought of it myself and also like you just like songs that talk about ambulances and emergencies because you're into uh things like hospital rooms Mm -hmm. and and other kinds of themes that that take you back to accident prone (laughs) yes yes do you want me do you want me to play us out here Hell yeah. Okay. We got a whole like minute left of the song. I'll play some of it. got the little bass going at the end they brought kelly back in the studio it's a full fucking it's a full fucking it's a party is what it's yeah happening. yeah oh good shit good yeah, totally. good it's, an, shit. it's a good closeout if you were talking about east west is it does it sound more like this or does it sound more like wartime souvenirs uh i'd say closer to wartime souvenirs closer to wartime souvenirs yeah. so they're picking up on this like they wanted to get a little bit trickier yeah yeah they're branching out a little bit on this song word of the two albums um rebuilding year is definitely the one i go to more mm-hmm. for sure it's it's really good they matured as musicians and songwriters quite a bit and yeah it's kind of too bad they they stopped doing stuff together but i'm glad they're they're all still kind of kicking it kicking around doing things yeah, it's short-lived. I feel like I read an interview while I was kind of like messing around with this group where mm-hmm. they talked a lot about the flash-in-the-pan uh, component of most punk. Like, yeah. like not everybody's hot water. And I think they said in that interview, you probably read it too because it's really hard to get anything on this band because there's a television show called Bridge and Tunnel and like every time you type something in, it just, just Googles all the stories. Oh, really? But like they were talking about like um, the care that went into the creation. I think it's this Jeff person, the, mm-hmm. the main vocalist. It's like talking about the the anxiety and the care that went into the creation of both albums because they knew like this was the chance to make an album and it was likely that they would only have one or two. Of yeah. These. Yeah. Yeah. And for sure. I can, that's gotta be a little bit anxious making if you think of mm-hmm. it in that way. But, but yeah, it's, it's true. Also, it's like an understanding of what the reality of a lifespan for a punk band is. It's like a yeah. football player. Yeah, for so. sure. What, what do you, what final thoughts do you have? 
Um, I like it. I like this vibe. I'm interested in why Planes Mistaken for Stars is not a group that you fucked around with too much. They don't sound like Bridge and Tunnel, mm-hmm. but they do have that distinct no idea vibe on a couple of their albums. So it's it's interesting to me because you maybe there's something to that. Yeah, uh, just never a band that came across my Napster feed <laughs> back back Word. in those days. Something uh, I'm gonna have to work I on think, that. Uh, I think I had the song Fuck With Fire, and that's the only one that I re- recall. Now, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, it's an era of... N- the sound is an era of no idea that I really loved, mm-hmm. and that band is a big part of that, too. But, like, I don't know. It's- there's there's a lot of those those bands kind of in that same ilk as Hot Water that if they sounded like Hot Water, I was like, nah. Like, I did the same thing with um, uh, Small Brown Bike. Like I never really oh, listened to them, and I don't know a lot of that stuff, especially back in like the early aughts or whatever when Hot Water Music was actually a good band. Still, um. well, I don't know why you have to come at me so hard. Uh, let's that. talk about my rate. Like, I mean, I give it. It's a bridge. It's a couple bridges. Uh-huh. Like it, it, uh, it connected me a little bit closer to you. So I think, um, had we confirmed Cat companionship Ooh. this would be an easy like four uh-huh. for me like uh, this is up my alley having been unable to confirm cat ownership i think i'm gonna have to I'm have to bridge it down a little bit to okay. three point three point six and a half okay uh, yeah that's right three point six and a half does it does it help at all that uh currently right behind me uh jinx is pawing through the litter box to find a nice little spot to drop a deuce or yeah because as you told me at the very beginning full circle that deuce is about to stink your fucking office up <laughs> yep. yeah that helps okay. that helps let's yeah, let's give let's give it a 3.9 okay <laughs> sweet i'm glad you liked it and yeah you should listen to them listen to the fucking albums listen to that ep go listen to open city they're really good you like kid dynamite i think they got a oh, they got Kid a Dynamite. member of Kid Dynamite in there. Which person is it? Did you say the drummer? I have no idea. Let's see. Um, no idea. Just like the label. Open. Um, I'm gonna listen to Indoor Voices first. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay. By the way, I already had that planned. Uh, Dan Yemen. Dan Yemen's in Open City. Yeah. Oh f- shit! Dan Yemen is the is the mastermind behind Lifetime and Kid oh, Dynamite and Paint It okay, Black. Okay, he's the guy who like uh, wrote those fucking. Oh really? Why did I not know this? Let's see what he did in Open City. He's a guitar player. I mean, in all those other groups, but uh, it just says performer. So yeah, maybe he plays guitar. Holy shit! Why did I not know that? He's like a legend, right? It. it Apparently. Oh, he's in that band oh. Bitter Branches, too. Oh. I, haven't, I just haven't really paid attention, I guess, recently. Yeah, to what that dude's up to. Get on it. Anyway, um, thanks for coming back, Nate. Yeah, it's been fun. Thank you for inviting me back. Yeah. We'll, we'll do this again uh, sometime soon. We'll talk about The Velveteen or Girls Against Boys. Is that the band you gave me? Yeah, girls against boys. Okay. Uh, I don't. Yeah, why not? Why did we get? Why we got onto that because of? Because you're gonna go see them. 
I am going to see them. I do like and that. I think band. I, That's true. I think it started because I asked you if you liked the Velveteen, and you said that oh, you were going right. to see them. See them open, right. and then, yeah. yeah. And we're going to record live at the show at Harlow's. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact. As a matter of as fact. As a matter of fact, <laughs> indeed. All right, yo. Uh, good to see you. Thanks, everybody. A good night, night owls. going on with her leg she's limping i don't know cat got a little bit they were getting a little bit too loud yeah maybe i bet you lost did something the girl's a little it's also possible i mean was gertie listening to this song earlier oh she might have started dancing with you? <laughs> a little cat dance this, that baker that bakersfield two-step <laughs> and-